Tonight, the Trump campaign promising to appeal after the former president was removed from a second state's primary ballot. Maine's secretary of state making this bombshell decision about 24 hours ago following a similar ruling that we saw from the Supreme Court in Colorado. CNN Justice correspondent Jessica Schneider is following it all for us. Jessica, I think the big question here is what is happening next in the main case, since this is not a decision by a court, but, but instead by a secretary of state. Yeah, and that's why they'll have this time to appeal to the courts. They'll have to appeal Trump's team, though, pretty quickly because, like I said, this was a case decided by the main secretary of state, but with an appeal, as Trump's team has promised here, it then will be heard by the state courts in Maine. And the state's laws here dict dictate that this next level of court, the superior court, it must make a decision pretty soon by January 17th. So this was a decided that was it was a decision decided by the state secretary of state unilaterally on her own. She held that hearing earlier this month, and she said that while this was a big decision to make, she said that all of the evidence in her view is really indisputable. Here she is. No secretary of state has ever deprived a presidential candidate of ballot access based on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, but no presidential candidate has ever engaged in insurrection and been disqualified under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Now, her decision last night, it's obviously come under a lot of criticism. Many people have been saying, you know, it's, it's the voters who should get to decide who's elected. It shouldn't be a secretary of state who decides on, who's on the ballot. So here's the top Republican in Maine. Here's what he had to say. Our voting rights uh, enshrined in the Constitution are sacred to us. And to have one particular person uh, remove, remove really the, the, the top candidate from the ballot because she dislikes that person, uh, just smells of, of politics that uh, so many Americans really, really hate now. And this isn't the final word here. It'll next be heard by the state's trial court, then potentially the state's highest court. And Caitlin, it really likely will be eventually appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court, where, of course, the Colorado decision to take Trump off the ballot, it has already been appealed by the GOP in Colorado. Yeah, and they want the Supreme Court to, to fast track that decision. I mean, when it comes to all of this, this isn't the only two states where we're seeing this effort play out. It's played out in a lot of states. Some it's been outright rejected. Some have had these decisions. We're also waiting tonight for another decision about keeping him on the ballot in Oregon. When do we know or what do we know about when a decision could come in that case? It really could come at any time here, Caitlin. You know, this is a liberal group in Oregon. They filed a lawsuit earlier this month and they filed it directly to the state Supreme Court. And what they want the justices to do there is order Oregon Secretary of State to take Trump off the primary and general election ballots. They're citing, of course, the 14th Amendment. Trump's team actually has that deadline of tonight to oppose the lawsuit. So at any time really beginning tomorrow, the Supreme Court in Oregon could issue its decision. Um, so there's a little more time in this case, though. You know, Oregon doesn't hold its primary until the end of May, Caitlin. So the Oregon Supreme Court likely has a little bit more time to make this decision since ballots don't need to be printed necessarily anytime soon. Jessica Schneider will be waiting to see what Oregon decides. We'll also speak to the Maine Secretary of State, I should note, about her decision in the next hour. But joining me now is CNN political analyst Maggie Haberman. And Maggie, it's now been you know, nearly 24 hours since this decision from Maine Secretary of State came out. Trump has, his campaign has responded. He has posted a, a link to her contact information, but he himself doesn't seem to have said anything about this. How's he reacting privately? to being removed from the ballot, not just in Maine, but in, in other states as well. 
Well, privately, he's saying similar things to what he's saying publicly, Caitlin, which is this is election interference and making all the political arguments that we have gotten used to. This isn't something that his folks are seeking out. It's yet another uh, set of court cases when they are already have a, a pretty full load of those. But some of his political advisors do think there is political advantage, at least in the short term. In Colorado, he's still on the ballot. So even as that case is going, likely to go forward to the Supreme Court, he is on the ballot because the decision or the ruling there has been stayed. In Maine, we don't quite know yet what's going to happen. Uh, they believe, generally speaking, he and his advisors, that they will have success at the Supreme Court. But he has also voiced some concern that a court that has, you know, he appointed uh, three of the justices uh, to the Supreme Court and it gave a, the conservatives a supermajority. He is concerned that they are going to look as if they're trying not to rule in his favor and might rule against him. We will see. But right now, this is crowding out final days of the primaries when his rivals who are trailing him need to get attention. And to that end, his team seems uh, sees some advantage. And also, to the points made before, there are a lot of people, including some Democrats, who are criticizing these decisions, and they are amplifying that as much as they can. Yeah, and they're worried about, you know, the actual just basis of this, the unprecedented nature of someone like a secretary of state, yep. you know, making the decision to remove a major party's potential candidate uh, from the ballot. But there also seems to be a political concern here. You talked about the Trump team seeing a political advantage. Chris Christie was on CNN this morning and telling my colleagues that he thinks this is going to make Trump a martyr, that this is going to potentially help him. I mean, if this does go to the Supreme Court, if they reverse these decisions, how much could that potentially help Trump in this? That's what his team is is relying on, is the idea that this plays into a broader sense that he is being victimized somehow by the system. That's been his argument the whole time for the course of the last two years. I think it's important to note, Caitlin, he has been indicted for things that he did, uh, that, you know, he is, he is charged with alleged crimes based on a lot of his own actions around trying to stay in office. In the case of, you know, the classified documents that he possessed, these were things he possessed. He argues that he had the right to have them. But again, these are things he did. And I understand that these cases are generally born out of a lot of frustration among Democrats that efforts to hold him accountable in various ways either moved slowly or didn't work at all, like the Senate impeachment trial, the second one. Um, but with the way it's playing out right now, it could end up benefiting him because his team is collapsing all of this under the rubric of witch hunt. And they're trying to turn around all of the arguments that are used against Trump that he interfered with the democratic process and trying to suggest that's what's being done to him. Yeah. And it's not just that decision coming from the Supreme Court. I mean, they're also being asked to rule on right. the other claims, presidential immunity. I mean, they could have a major you know, place in the in the 2024 election. But Maggie, I, I have to ask you about something nope. else that happened today, just given your obviously close coverage of not just Trump, but the, the people around him. Michael Cohen, obviously his former attorney, his former fixer, he is now apparently saying that he mistakenly gave his attorney these non-existent case citations that were generated by artificial intelligence, by Google's BARD system, which were then submitted to a judge as a part of his uh, argument. Uh, I just, what do you, what do you make of that? Look, I, I think that, you know, this, this has been an issue since we learned of the fact that these cases did not exist. And the question was, how did this come to be? 
he is owning it, and he said, I think, in a court filing that was unsealed today, that you know he had done this, that it was a mistake, and that he was, uh, he did not realize how this was going to be used. He didn't realize that the lawyer who submitted the filing using these non-existent cases wasn't going to check to make sure that they did, um, and so you know that is something I think he will point to to say.